You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. I am thrilled to be here, as always, Pogues. Thanks for having me on. Um, my agent's going to get to you about like payment and royalties and all that, right? Um, I hope for you to be paying me, yeah. <laughs> Boy, we've really going to work this out off of air. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to have to bring up the shop talk up front because uh, Pogues... I have a guest tonight. Why? Well, I, I would hope you would have a guest. <laughs> um, we are here I mean, for. We, we uh, really, we really sold that there would be a guest. <laughs> so if there wasn't one, it would be a real awkward situation. We, yeah, we we have ticket sales based on the fact that we have a guest. So this this episode and this guest better perform. Uh, no pressure. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm glad to introduce uh, a podcast all star, my good friend Chris Doom. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the episode, Chris Doom. I'm happy to have you. As always, you are a resident fact checker, and I think one of our um, more frequent guests. I think you and Chris Arneson are in neck and neck here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. You guys should be happy to know that, like, while I still will check you on stuff, uh-huh. I haven't read Runaways yes! in Fuck. eleven years. Yeah. Um, and I just moved, so I don't know where my comics are. Well, I know where my comics, but I don't know where individual comics are yet so if i invent like a uh like a like an extra runaway who's just named hugo you won't you won't be able to re- try to, it, to try refute it. that you know just try it <laughs> okay we'll, we'll try find it. out we'll try it out i mean i feel like you really already put that one out on front street maybe come up with a different made up runaway <laughs> shit 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 um so if you haven't caught yet we are of course doing our runaways episode uh, by that, I mean we're doing a pilot project, which is our opportunity to take a look at the television uh, the television variant of the movie comic book adaptation that we're traditionally here to review. Um, we've done a couple of these in the past. We've done Gotham. We've done Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I, I think we did... Boy, I'm spacing on a few of these. Uh, the Flash. We did the Flash as well. Yes, yes, we did do the Flash. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But yeah, this is a chance to um, uh, to address the fact that there is so much superhero TV out there. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's too much superhero TV. Oh out yeah, there. and it's like a race to see like good and then bad. It's like there's feels like there's no middle ground. Like either there's a superhero sh- TV show you're like that was really good, or you're like wow, worst thing I've ever seen on television. <laughs> Yeah, there's three quad. There's there's three three areas out there, which is like the Marvel, the main Marvel Netflix stuff. Then there's the sort of CW esque DC stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's sort of this weird like experimental Hulu stuff where it's like we're gonna do, um, we're gonna do. Oh God, I just forgot the one. Um, uh, the one with the uh, Legion, with the Legion one. It's very experimental. Well, that was FX. That was FX. Uh, yeah. Right, it's like this. It's FX. It's Hulu. They're doing this like experimental stuff with it. Yeah, like let's take a superhero property, but then try and do something with it that's not the, the traditional superhero storyline. Yeah. Um, well, that's like what they're doing with uh, New Mutants, where it's just like it's a horror movie. I'm or whatever. interested in checking it out. Yeah. But where did this project come from? <laughs> it's a good question. It just feels like Fox was like, we need to just flood the market with x-men based movies and one of them's gonna do well <laughs> yeah one of them's gonna be a winner these new something's gonna stick yeah 
So if you're unfamiliar, uh, Runaways is a Brian K. Vaughn book that came out in, like, I want to say the mid-2000s. Uh, I'm just looking up to be sure. 2003. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it was, it was part of a larger um, project where they released a bunch of manga-inspired Marvel comics. Most of them didn't fit into the Marvel Universe. In fact, only two of them did. Um, Runaways, and then there was a Sentinel book. Oh, okay. They're technically part of the Yeah, MCU. what was that label called? It wasn't called... What was it called? Um, I they honestly had like might have just been like... Go ahead, it honestly might have just been like the Mongaverse <laughs> or something like that, but there was there was like this like... One of them was Wolverine Schnicked, and that was the only one that was actually like done by a Japanese artist. I think he wrote and drew it. Um, and then there was like a Spider-Man one, which was like... He was a ninja, part of like a ninja clan, but that was like Scotty Young, I think, was the artist. Or no, that's not I believe right. it was the um, Tsunami imprint. Yeah, like, I just looked it up. Okay, I, that's that, what I yeah. thought it was, but I was like, that seems kind of racist. So that's probably not it. <laughs> also, yeah, a, a terrible torch. thing to name a company after a natural disaster. Yeah, there was a Wolverine, Snick, yeah. and Emma Frost, Runaways, New Mutants, Venom, Sentinel, Namor, Mystique. Oh, it was a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. All, all in 2003 to about 2004 or beyond if they did well. Like, was was the Venom one the Venom series that was essentially the thing, but except it was the Venom symbiote instead of like a sh- another shape-shifting monster? Well, as always, I know less than you do on the topic. Okay. <laughs> but... Gonna be honest, I didn't read any of these. I think I bought the first episode issue of like Spider-Clan or whatever it was called. Yeah, that was, it was weird. Yeah, it was um, very, I, I, I like the I art. I finished that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's up. why I bought it, yeah. I bought the first one, I was like, yep, don't care enough to keep reading it. Uh, <laughs> I think Runaways is the only one that was really a super success. Yeah, that, no. It was a big success. In, anyway, that was the only one that was a success. Wolverine Schnicked, though, actually I recommend it, like, if you like, you know, Japanese, you know, like, manga art. Um, it's actually, like, a really beautiful book, but, like. Other than those two, you can skip, I think, every other uh, Tsunami book. Well, here's but hoping not... that the Hulu makes Spider-Clan next. Uh, <laughs> right? So, it's got to be next on the list. I, it's, I, I wish I could make a joke about it, but I know so little about these fucking comments. <laughs> um, what's also interesting is that this was a Brian K. Vaughn piece initially, yep. and then went into Joss Whedon's hands eventually? Uh, yeah, then it went Joss Whedon, and then Terry Moore mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, Strangers in uh, Paradise. Terry Moore, yeah, Strangers in Paradise, yeah. which I know a lot of people maybe aren't familiar with, but like an indie, a standout indie comic. Yeah, if you're if you're even an amateur comic reader, that, that name should stand out to you, even just because you've seen it on like every comic book shelf. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that's like, as important as, like, I feel like Strangers in Paradise is a comic, it must be a load-bearing structure in many of the comics that they go into, yeah. because it's always on a shelf, and I've never seen anyone buy it. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, I, I own a copy, so. I've read all of Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, but like Runaways, it was a long time ago. So we had this problem, I think, while watching this episode, and I don't know, Pokes, if you, have you read these Runaways before? No, I, I've never read Runaways. Oh, okay. Well, Chris and I had the same problem, was that we both read it, Probably around 2004 or five when it came out. Yeah. And then never since. <laughs> the last time I touched it was 2006 because I was getting um, a girl I was dating into like into it at the time. And so mm-hmm. I dug yeah. up my issues to let her read them. In fact, my, my wife, uh, who's a young adult librarian, is well aware of these because they have a lot of appeal for the young adult uh, audience, which is cool. I mean, yeah, I'm all it's about recently any, any too been relaunched. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was is currently an imprint with... Really? Rao is the writer and uh, Chris hmm. Anka is the uh, artist. So, hmm. I mean, that's cool. I, I'm actually 
Um, I was uh, happy to see them actually like continue in the Marvel universe yeah. after the Runaway series ended because I think they're a great cast of characters. Yeah, it's super interesting. Their powers are um, nuanced. They're they're a good. Uh, it's hard to be. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to create characters with new powers these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that they stood out. I mean, like a telepathic dinosaur is pretty pretty good one. Yeah, <laughs> a familiar essentially. <laughs> yeah, she essentially has yeah. a dinosaur familiar, sick ass familiar. Yeah. Well, um, well, let's get into it. Yeah, because, I was going to say, uh, let's go. I, I, the first note I had was, I really miss the old Marvel logo that they put at the beginning of their TV shows. It's so weird. Chris was saying the same, a very similar sentiment when we started it. Yeah. Yeah, I did well, not I was like talking about how, cinematic. Yeah, logo. I was actually talking about, normally with the cinematic ones, it's panels from the book that it's like opening for. Yeah. At least in the theaters. Um, I don't know how they do it for the TV series, but I was like, Runaways, there's not much you can show because there's not much you know source right. material i mean there's enough that you probably could have done it but like, yeah, like four, i don't think they wanted points. to spoil things maybe yeah but um for those of you that have been listening to this so far and have been like i don't know fucking shit about the rock and runaways uh let me help you out here uh, so the quick the quick quick synopsis is i actually had to review some of this myself is that um the characters of runaways are all teenagers of varying age ranges i think we talked about it while watching it is that the youngest yeah is about like presumably in the nine, comics i think I think Molly is supposed to be nine. She's the youngest member of the Runaways. Yeah, um, and the uh, the other characters range in like the high school ages, uh, mm-hmm. traditional teenage ages, and they are, for all intents and purposes, uh, a pretty normal teenagers until they discover that their parents, to their uh, unawareness, uh, are actually secretly villains of various types and genres and origins, and they themselves have some powers uh involved some of them don't have power some of them do uh powers and abilities uh in line with those their parents and they uh, reject this villain um this villain heritage and they are become runaways right um so just uh can you help me as i go through these yeah because we've got nick is that right nico 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 Nico. i'm sorry nico which is the sort of a female teenage goth girl who is like every Uh, goth girl wishes they would be actually the inherited of a blood magic pact, (laughs) which is the fucking dream. And they, I I actually, I really quick, I want to point out that this is something I noticed that the release dates of the first three episodes, they were all released on the same day. And I kind of feel like they were all meant to be watched all together, but we only watched episode one. Based on that, it seems like it. Yeah. Uh, Pokes, did you watch more than one? I ended up watching the second episode last night because I actually really enjoyed the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really yeah. well done. And so I was a treat just to be like, I wonder what the second episode is. And I feel like uh, Chris yeah. is right that it was definitely supposed to be a. Uh, like you were supposed like to were... watch them as like one giant episode. Yeah. But uh, Carolina has got. Is, is of alien origin. Right. And she's got some sort of light based power. Yeah, light paced power. So like shoots light beams, can fly. Mm-hmm. But solar power, so her powers don't work at night. Gert, who's been written to this show to be also the adopted sister of... Um, well, they're supposed to be real Molly's sisters. Molly's the adopted sister. I thought they were right. supposed to be actual sisters. I heard adopted mentioned once in the... Yeah, they were adopted by their parents because their parents died. But they're oh, supposed I see, to be... Which is not the way it is oh, in the comics. In the comics, they're Molly too- has her own set of parents yeah. that they cut out. Yeah. Um... Because they can't use mutants in this, and yes. Molly is a mutant, and her parents are mutants. Yes, and she's got that sort of super strength thing going on. Yes. So I'm sure uh, she'll be some sort of genetic experiment or something to explain why she's super strong. 
Gert, Chase, and uh, oh, what's the main guy? Alex. Uh, Alex. Alex. They all three of them do not have technical powers uh, in the traditional right. sense, but they are uh, linked to a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, Gert has a telepathic communication to a raptor. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a gadget creating sort of scientisty right. character, mad scientist, mad just scientist. Like, you know, dooms doomsday weapon in the basement, kind of mad scientist, and then just sort of like a mob kingpin Batmany like t- tactician uh, strategy kind of character. Yeah, in Nick um, or and Alex. Alex, Alex, Alex yeah, is sorry. supposed to be like a prodigy. He's supposed to be extremely which, smart, which is a running theme in marvel's comics where there's like one person who's a super genius yeah as if like it's a common occurrence there's about 40 of them in the marvel universe i gotta say i was i was bummed because like they were showing alex playing star wars battlefront yes that was one of my notes Um, was how much did you think battlefront had to pay to be like please pretend like people like this and ben freeze framed it and pointed out that at one point he pauses the game to talk to his dad it's clearly they just had the game on to shoot the scene, but he's at the bottom of the bottom leaderboard. Of the fucking <laughs> leaderboards. Because he's not actually playing. So I just like, wish that the camera was close enough to his headset to be like, this fucking asshole over here isn't yeah. even moving. <laughs> what um, I would love, though, is if like they were like, hey, we need to film this scene, just load the game and just keep going into the game. And they were like, isn't this going to, like, they like they're in a real game people are yeah, like, yeah. why the fuck won't this guy play? He's AFK. They're yeah. just like, I don't understand. This fucking nerd. Well, and so in the comics, the opening couple of panels is Alex playing an MMORPG and he's leading a raid in like... That seems more in line with that's who he is. His whole character, he's a leader and a tactician. Yeah. And so that showed his skill set in that first scene. Well, Star Wars Battlefront is not a tactical game. No, <laughs> there's not a lot of strategy going on in that game. I mean, the strategy uh, is run towards people and hold down the button that makes your gun shoot. Yeah, I wish it was, I wish it was like StarCraft. That'd be so easy. I wish it was just just not the game it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wish it was just the port of Battlefield that we all wanted to be, but they refused to make (laughs) because they hate money. Yeah. What if it was a good Battlefront uh, game? I mean, it is a fictional universe after all. So. (laughs) Yeah, that should have been the real story. Is like, man, this Battlefront two game released, and there's no broken progression (laughs) or uh, pay to win mechanics. Everyone loves it. (laughs) Man, the the ships control so smoothly. I would have turned. I would have turned the show off. Like this show is so unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unsubscribe. But yeah, I felt that was a miss. Uh, But let's walk through the characters because yeah, I don't think. In episode one, because we only we literally cut at episode one, which for us means that we cut when they're like our parents. Oh no, and they run out of the room, which is yeah. the literal end like of the very episode. Jarring, because like while watching it, I was like, "There's only like five minutes left in this show. How are they gonna ex- like? There's no way they wait until episode two to reveal the like the yeah. crux. You know, like the whole story. You know, it'd be like if you watched all of the first episode of Lost, and they're like, "Well, we're not getting to the island. It's just people getting out of place." Yeah, I mean, like I was like, "They've got to get to this." And so when it ended so abruptly, I was like, that was a really weird choice. Yeah, to fit it into our archetype that, you know, in a movie format, which is a different time frame pacing, of course, but in a movie format, you want to get uh, within the first half hour, you want to get the characters at least in on the crux of their powers or their world or their villain. Um, you do not get there in this because this is a 53 minute episode and it's in like 52:30 that you see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they like they explain it and then it ends so much so that the next episode starts with the frame earlier that day. And I'm like, oh really? I'm like that's a bizarre way to begin a second episode because like, yeah. You know I mean, if it's been like a week later, you're like earlier what day? Yeah, you know I mean, credit. like it just seemed like such an odd way to because they're releasing them 
they're going to be releasing right. them like weekly. So right. I was like, if Af- this had yeah. taken a whole week, that'd be a terrible way to start an episode. <laughs> yeah. So I, I 100% when it, agree. I think the first one was supposed to be one full it's, episode. It's three. First three were all released at the same time. Really? Oh, wow. The first yeah. two definitely feel like like the end of the, the second episode feels like the end of a pilot. Because like mm-hmm. the last part is him being like uh, Alex sends out a text. It's like we're gonna figure yeah. this out. Yeah, if they could just like Battlestar Galacta, it, you know, where Battlestar had like what like a f- hour forty five minute long. Yeah, like, yeah I'm intro. surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have complained. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like we had to come record this podcast, but I would have rolled it into two. Right. No Absolutely. Problem. Yeah, because like I kind of like that episode end. It's like well. Okay. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward ending. And that's that's when I looked up like the dates that they released. I'm like, oh, they released all three of these. Yeah. And the, the fourth episode came out this week. Yeah. And it's like now they're on a weekly schedule. But it's like they were like, watch these three together. And that might have just been like, oh, hey, we just want to sell you on it. So like, sure. here's a chunk. Um, but they do front load it with a lot of teen banter and relationships, which I could use. Uh, it's important, obviously, but mm-hmm. I think it needs to be ratioed out with the super. Yeah, I, I will say. It's a little, and I don't know if it just feels cliche in some parts, just because it's like, let's face it, at this point, can you really do something that unique with high school? You know what I mean? Like, at a certain level, I'm just like, yeah, all high school things are pretty much the same, because high school's pretty much the same. It hasn't really evolved since the 80s. But, like, everybody is sort of an archetype, which I know fits into the story, but it is sort of, like, weird when you're watching it to be like, oh, Jack guy with stupid Jack friends, and then... Yeah. They I do, mean, the cult it, girl was definitely a twist I didn't see coming. <laughs> that that wouldn't have bugged me as much if not for the fact that at a couple times they just say it. They're just like... Like, yeah. nothing has triggered one of them to say something, and they'll just turn and be like, well, if I wasn't such a brainwashed do-gooder, I'm like, no one says that to each other. Yeah, like the <laughs> one, at one point, the one girl's like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you're all about, like, social justice. The other one's like, well, you're just a dumb jock. And then one of them's like, well, he's just a brainiac. It's like, all right, we got it. We understand everybody. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, the one girl's a goth. I guess nobody had to say that one out loud. That yeah. was a pretty visual cue. <laughs> well, I think they were also trying to take it a little easier on her, considering her sister. I assume yeah. this was the one-year anniversary of her sister's death, and that's why they were all meeting. But, um, yeah, like I said, I don't have a complaint about them being those characters because those characters do exist. But, yeah, the fact that, like, they say them feels I, like, guys, you were supposed to read that part of the script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird the way, like, because it, it is something, like, nobody would say. Like, the way they describe each other is, like, you're like, yeah. oh, that's the way Hollywood describes teenagers. Like, no, I've right. never, I don't really, I mean, maybe I just went to a weird high school. I don't remember people yelling, like, well, you're a stupid jock. You know, I mean, it just doesn't seem yeah. like something people say out loud. Especially now, I can't imagine. But uh, I do like, though, they ended it on, like, kind of a joke where, like, um, Chase was just like, and Molly, and then he's like, oh, actually, I have, I have nothing against you. I got nothing against you. Yeah, that yeah. was, yeah. A, that was, a, there was a bunch of, like, actually pretty good jokes in this. The, la- the last one was third, my favorite. The last third did the best for me because that's when, yeah, you get, you get, they're, when they're all in the house finally, and they've all sort of gotten past this weird, like, forced, like, disconnect between the characters. When they're back in the house and they're hanging out together, I got some chemistry from them that I, that really wanted me to continue into the further episodes. Yeah, when mm-hmm. they were together, it was actually because at first when they were showing everybody individually, I was like, Ugh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Because like in the very beginning, I was like, mm. but as the show went on, yeah, like especially when they're all together and they're all talking, I was like, all right, I could see this actually being a pretty good like, totally. ensemble show. And some of the best lines happened there, which we just mentioned, which was him deciding he has nothing against Molly, because yeah. why would he? Uh, he's like, like, he's like, 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 the young, innocent one, yeah. who, like, is unoffensive in every way, like... 
I also like the the that's this is some Narnia shit line is yeah. a good line. <laughs> I also you as you guys mentioned beforehand the line thanks for the pizza and sadness was a great yeah. joke. Yep, yeah, it's a good bit. Um, now since we're talking about that part of the episode, uh, I did find we Chris and I could not stop talking about this. Um, worst trigger for a secret door of all time. Is Holy coasters? Shit. Is something it's people coasters. would actually pick up normally? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually, I mean, not a great move, guys. It needs to be a book on a shelf that no one would touch. Like mm-hmm. the, a hidden the, button, at least, like underneath the table. Like the Q volume of an encyclopedia, you know? Yeah. Or, or like a bust of something that nobody would need to pick up for any reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. like you have a guest over, and it's like, oh, I don't want to mess up your table. Here, let me grab a coaster. Yeah, I mean, what just was it was like when he did that, I was like. Legit, that was your secret entry. Like, you were the worst at this. You guys all deserve to be so found bad. out. Yeah, just make it your day planner. Like, what kid would pick up your day planner? You know, something, something that your kid would never touch. Yeah, yeah or like a like a tax code book. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> Books on U.S. tax code for 1974. Yeah, yeah, something nobody would ever have. Somebody's going to be like, I wonder what's in here. <laughs> um, uh, but I liked, uh, yeah, I think we mentioned it earlier. Uh, forgive me, because I don't remember. But is there like a weird cult thing that the one girl is involved with? <laughs> in the no, comics, they never no. mention it. In the comics, no. Oh. That that whole church doesn't exist in the comics. But I don't know how much I can talk about without getting into spoiler territory. Sure, that's fair. But I found that interesting. I, that I was thought like a, that the Gaborim though were in the comic. Yes, the yes. the creatures or the gods. Uh, yeah, they ah, exist. Ah, got in the you. Comic. So there's but again, that's okay. spoiler there's, territory. But um, yeah. The church, the kind of weird, like culty church thing, was super interesting to me. That because right. if she was just like a goody two shoes girl and that was it, I would have been bored. But mm-hmm. she had this like weird bracelety cult thing going on, and I was like, I gotta I'm say, more too, interested as a tip to just young people, especially girls. I know if a church rescues you from two guys who may have been trying to rape you, maybe don't get into a van full of like a, from a church where they're carrying tasers, driving around picking up. Uh, full of nervous teens. Yeah, <laughs> full of teens who appear to not have families. Just a tip. Just say thanks uh-huh. and then run. Just keep running. You'll find a cop or a restaurant, something. Just don't stop running. Um, so we were talking about this too. I was really, I kind of forgotten about the origins of all their parents' powers. Do you remember? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we yeah we didn't finish. Do you want to do you want to walk down what they are? Yeah. So I mean, let's just talk. So um, Alice Wilder's parents. So funny too. The, you know, the black family with the amazing house with a fucking, like, yeah. courtyard. It's a like, campus. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind living there. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's yeah, so, house in this was, like, absurd, except for the hippies. I mean, it's, it's like, rich L.A. Like, yeah, yeah that's that's just, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, essentially they are, like, mafiosos, like, you know, kingpin, kingpin yeah. like, you know, control the West Coast crime scene. Mm-hmm. And then you had um, the Steins, which is Chase's parents, the jock guy, which also I got to say in the comics, he is just a straight up jock bro. He is not smart. He's, you know, just average intelligence. His character confused me. Yeah. Yeah. His character confused me because it appeared as though he wasn't smart and that he was a jock and that his dad was a genius. But Mm -hmm. then he's like coming up with his own power gloves, which in the comics he just steals from his dad. Right. So I was confused. Yes. I was like, is he actually smart? Is he a nerd? I think they want to be like they had. So he had a calculus book. So he was apparently doing calculus, which I know doesn't mean a whole lot. But it's like 
to take calculus in high school, that at least means that you are on the advanced math track. Sure. And then he had, like, all these, like, you know, equations written out. And it was, like, to show that like, he at least understands, he has an advanced understanding of math, at, you know, and probably science if he's building these power gauntlets. But, like, I'm, I'm doing a lot of air quotes, which I now realize yeah. isn't, isn't helpful. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah, in the comics, his parents, both of his parents, not just his dad, are, like, mad scientists. And, again, like, the, you'll rule the day, yeah. like, I'm hiding in my basement, I'm not good at dealing with people kind of mad scientists, versus, like, his dad was clearly, like, like an Elon Musk type of, yeah. like... Yeah, if Elon you know, Musk was not only, like... Was just an evil monster. Yeah. Well, who if, beat his children? If. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he beats his children. He's definitely weird. I'll give you that. He's a mad scientist. I'm joking. Elon Musk is a friend of the podcast. Yeah. Let's not dunk on him too hard. Um. <laughs> but no, but like, so it was weird that like his mom was not also a scientist. Right. Um, yeah, she appears to just be a woman who's afraid for her own life. Yeah. Yes. Which was an interesting that, character for a villain. Like, a lot of the characters, the villains, I was like, I don't know, man. I think they almost made them too sympathetic. Yeah, they also like, like really nice parents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of them except for the Asian mom seem to be pretty decent parents. Yeah. I mean, the hippies well, are Well, I mean, the Asian mom was, like, dealing with some She was a little more tense. Yeah. yeah. But, but they were all, like, super nice. And I'm like, ah. I mean, I get that they have to have like a front, but they seem yeah. even even in the times where they weren't being observed by their children, they seem to be fine people. Yeah, like I the was Wilders weird. seem like legitimate or really nice parents. Like the dad tries to connect with his son and be like, "Well, I'll play the game with you because I know you miss her," and he's like trying to be a good dad. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, "I don't know if I like this." Like, I know they're evil. Yeah, I understand the. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I've got to say in the comics. Like, well, aside from Chase's parents, Chase's parents are the only ones that are straight up assholes. All the other parents are trying and maybe not, like, being super successful. But, like, all the other parents are super nice. Yeah. Until they have to go into villain mode. That sort of fucks up with their plan. Because if they want their kids to eventually inherit their sort of villain empires, they can't keep them totally in the dark and well, then give them normal childhoods. And they'd be like, by the way, I... Side note. I can't get into spoilers. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Um, um, but, but what we are, um, what, we're, what we've sort of established in this show is, it, we'll, we'll, just to kind of pick up with that note, was that, yeah, I found Chase's character confusing, and I did not quite like him in the intro because of, like, are you sciencey? Are you jockey? Yeah, I'm not he saying he can't like, be both, but... He was, like, all it, over the place. Like, yeah, he was supposed he, to be, like, a party guy, but then he goes to the party, and, like, he doesn't want to be there, and it's yeah, just very weird. Very confused. But I did love uh, Nico. I found her interesting. I found like her room felt like a very genuine goth girl. Yeah. It did not felt like a hot topic kind of room. It felt like a really weird, eclectic kind of room. I thought it was really good. She didn't do a lot in this episode. She mostly just moped, which you know is on brand. But uh, yeah. I felt like I wanted to know again more about her sister. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is sure. supposed to be the one year anniversary. I think it's of the her second sister's year. Death. Second year, yeah. okay. Because I think they mentioned the Wilders at the beginning say something about it's we gave you time to grieve. Two years is long enough, or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be, and that's why it's so weird that he's trying to get him back together. Yeah. Is you know what I mean? It's like uh, so much time like, has passed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, I find interesting. Again, I don't I didn't learn much about what's going on in his world. Like we see some people do a little bit of their superhero-y stuff, but we didn't see much from him. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't. He doesn't really. Like, you get, like, the hints of what's going to go on with, like, everybody else. But, yeah. like, he doesn't... I mean, his 
big moment of like I'm smart is he turns off all the breakers so which they don't explain till the second episode his plan is I think you're talking about the second episode stuff because I have no idea what you're talking about yeah yeah in the second episode at the end of the first episode he runs they he tells them all to go into the guest room and then runs and all the lights in the house go off and that's how the episode Mm -hmm. ends Hmm. because they say something about who's gonna wake up Molly because she's asleep because that's yeah that's the next episode that you find out is he tripped all the he blew he flipped all the breakers so they would think there was like a short, and that's what caused the flash downstairs. Okay. And that's his plan. And you're like, oh, that's a good plan, and it works. But you're like, it's not like super genius plan. Right. Right. Um, and, and yeah, we get a little bit about Carolina because she has that. I did like that she she has that moment where her powers activate, and he can't tell if she thinks her power, that she's got powers or if she's just tripping fucking balls. Yeah, because yeah. they reveal till later. That, that is she, a great bit that she never took the pill that is a super good Which, bit but the fact that she didn't freak out by like her arms sparkling like that makes me think she's taken off the bracelet before could be yeah and knows that her, she has yeah. something special about her um and then that, that also took a dark turn where like those guys picked her up and i was like oh oof, yeah this was a yeah. dark turn i was like please let that guy rescue her right away yeah uh and then molly we were both talking about this the molly situation confused me in episode one because i know that she's supposed to be like nine and clearly people who wrote I'm not this, sure that's exactly but she's supposed to be right younger than high school we're estimating like, like yeah nine or 10. yeah um uh the show writers clearly knew that too because they wrote her to behave very young but they definitely aged her up a bit to be more closer in age to the other characters but she kind of behaves like a kid in mm-hmm. most of the scenes like when she finds out her powers kind of work she's like springing around like literally just bouncing around um so I don't know how to feel about her. I, I think I have to grow. Yeah. It's gonna have to grow on me because I, it seems very like mixed. The whole fucking scene where she goes to feed Gertrude's quote unquote pets. So she's just like, "This is a chore I've done before." Hey, birds! Yeah, hey, all I, this stuff. Oh, hey, this room that says "Don't go in here" that yeah. has the raptor pen from Jurassic Park inside of it. Well, what's weird is I don't think that's her animal. It's not Gert's animal. It's oh, the no. parents. And I'm like, so yeah. they've been having their kids go down there and feed these animals, and they've had a fucking dinosaur in a box room, and like their kids were never like, what's with like the bomb shelter room that says "keep out" yeah. in our basement? Like, no, nope, that's you exactly guys have what never I'm brought saying. that up. Yeah, and it's, it's clear yeah. they take turns feeding the animals because she says, yeah. "No, it's your turn." So it's very weird. I was like, you guys have never noticed that room before. It's a really badly written scene that could have easily been written, but it's her like being excited about her powers being alone at home, mm-hmm. hearing a weird noise, and investigating. Yeah. Done. I just wrote a better scene for you. It was very easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why they went the route that they did. Well, um, so, and again, we were talking about parents' powers. So, Gertrude's parents, their powers is they are thieves from the future. Best, They're time best travelers. Ones. Best they ones. They go through time. They steal cool shit. Do like, you really think you that's going to be what they're going to do in the show, though? No, I think they're going to be hippie, like... Geneticists. Geneticists. Yeah. So Which is um, kind of like like poison ivy, except working with animals. So disappointing. I think that's what it's going to be because they were like absurd. Be. Yeah, like they every were, scene with them that was weird. When you watch the second episode, they go into like they show each of the parents' day. Like that's like the second episode is like okay. what happened during Ooh. the day for the parents. Okay, I like that. I would. Yeah. Like, so I they they show that. a bunch of extra stuff, including I, I just realized I don't think did they show the old guy. In the first episode, or is that only in the no. second episode? No. Oh, wait. Yeah, isn't it bed? the old guy in the bed with, like, the gas mask on? Oh, that's a... Okay, we didn't know who that yeah, was. Or, was. I don't know who it is. They still don't explain, but God, he's gross looking. I mean, just gross. 
Well, when they showed him, I was like, oh, okay, this scene can they, end right away. And so I thought they said Amy when they first went to the room, but I no one else agrees with me, and that's yeah, I think fine. It was, I think it was but I was almost nice. like, wait, like, did something happen? And like, it's so tough. I can't talk I, I about. Yeah, I can't talk about things. Wait, you um, think when she walks into that room, he says Amy? No, um, the person in the bed never said anything. Yeah. So in the first episode, Carolina's mother goes into the room, and I thought like Carolina's mother addresses the person in the bed, and I thought they address them as Amy. It's definitely a man. <laughs> it's one hundred and ten percent a man. Okay. I can tell you that. Because they show him later, and you can, he's shirtless, and you can see from like his, like below the nips up. So if he's a woman, ah, nip check, cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's, Thanks, I folks. mean, and it's gross. This, when they show him the second time, I was like, <laughs> I need you guys to not put this character back in this show. He looks so gross. It's and just very not a character from the comic. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting really to that's all about. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, and there's some implication, which they don't reveal in the, until the second episode, that whatever they sacrifice the girl for is supposed to do something to that guy. Mm-hmm. See, maybe he's related to the, uh, what's the church of what? Uh, uh, Gibran or something Gibran. like that. Yeah, something I don't know how you that. say it. Whatever it is, yeah. But yeah, I think what you can tell from our discussion here is both from Poe's uh, actually having watched multiple episodes, and we kind of wanted to keep watching episodes, that um, we liked it. Yeah. There was obviously things to complain about. There was some... Uh, maybe too much time with some very loose teen drama. Uh, yeah, I wish they had cut some of the the yeah. high school stuff. I mean, like every I don't know the thing that got me was like, I get that there was like a trauma these kids went through, and they but they used to be like really good friends, and it just felt like they were just like unnaturally being dickheads to each other for like mm-hmm. no reason. Like, it was this weird forced distance that I didn't because think I thought like what was necessary. weird was when the Caroline. Carolina, whatever her name was, yeah, the church girl. Carolina. When she sees Nico, she's like, oh, you don't need all that makeup. And, like, it was like, I felt like it was supposed to be, like, a moment to be like, you know, you don't have to, like, hide, you know. Like, it was, she was trying to be nice. She wasn't trying to be, like, vindictive. Like, quit putting on makeup, you stupid goth girl. And mm-hmm. then that girl just turns around as, like, a bitch. And I'm just like, wait, I don't understand. She seemed like she was genuinely trying to be nice. Well, I'm just going to say teenagers. Yeah, yeah teenagers. true. But, but it was the same that, with, that the stuff I could have cla- gotten the scene where they're all in the classroom and like, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? And they're all like, fucking jocks shouldn't do anything. And you're just like, wow, easy. <laughs> Take it yeah. down to the four. Shit. Yeah, they're all very sharp with each other for very unexplained reasons. And yeah. then, yeah, so, so when they unite and that stuff becomes just the normal tension between the characters, that is where I was like, it was kind of equalized and I was very much more interested in watching the show. Yeah. But well, yeah, we totally I think I think we all have a unanimous interest in oh, continuing to watch. Yeah, this show. I, I want to watch more. Which is not always the case considering that we started these pilot projects with Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a show which I don't think any of us have watched another episode of. I mean, I've watched like most of the first season. Judas <laughs> I wasn't part of your guys' thing. Post, um, we spoke offline. I've asked you not to yell Judas at our guests every time <laughs> we record an episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you what I told you then. No. Uh they're all traitors. I, I do have to say another big difference, though, in the comics is the comics start like so. It's it's um, Alex playing his his MMORPG where he's leading a raid, and then he's his parents be like, "You have to get offline." The kid like all the other kids are coming over. They are not friends. None of these kids are friends. They've been forced to be friends in that like their parents have brought them together every year for yeah. their entire lives. So it's that thing. It's like. This is my parents' kid. 
I have to hang out with yeah, them. Yeah, I gotta hang out with my, my, my dumb cousins. so, like, cousin. none of the kids like each other yeah. at the beginning of Runaways. And then they witness this thing. And See, then they form a friendship That's a perfectly fine of intro. I wonder why they just didn't go with it. I um, think they probably wanted to build... Well, also, the whole Amy maybe. angle... Amy doesn't exist in the comics. Right. The and dead sister never... Yeah. They may also be expanding to the audience that isn't us. Because, like, there's a lot of things out there, like... Um, like uh, what's the Archie show shit? Riverdale. Riverdale, Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. Riverdale and some of the CW shows where they bring in more of the drama with the superhero stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely the show is palatable by. Oh, a I'm not audience. even mad that that's not how it goes. I just wanted to. Yeah, that's probably what they were going for. Yeah, I think we... they're trying to sell this as sort of like one of those teams. Which is fine. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's fine with me. I, I thought it worked no. fine. Yeah. I cool. did find. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised by our reactions. But I am honestly surprised that you you had such a positive reaction to it. Uh, that's yeah, usually I mean, high praise. The the beginning, I I wasn't like parts of it in the beginning. I was just like, ugh, this is gonna be rough stuff. <laughs> but as the show went on, I was like, all right, I'm actually kind of enjoying this, which is I don't know, kind of rare sometimes. I had a, like when I watched the Defenders, it took me like seven months to finish. <laughs> like I just <laughs> finished it before Punisher came out, in case I needed to know something about it for the Punisher. And nope. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a waste of my time. I did find out that Danny Rand's Iron Fist, though, because he hadn't mentioned it before. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did enjoy this. I I don't know if I'll ever finish watching the series. Who knows? But I'm probably going to. I am probably going to be as I love Runaways. Yeah. Like it's yeah a series that and is I haven't near, seen. I me. haven't seen Old Lace yet. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to one, see so. how. He's... You got like a shadow, I think. Yeah, maybe you see like wet. his eye at one point. Yeah, uh, see you see his butt in the second episode, and then you see like a really close up of his head in Sorry, the second episode. What? What did you just say? They show his butt. <laughs> I gotta go. We gotta go, uh, Chris. We gotta go. We gotta boot up gotta... the H. Or boot, boot up the Hulu. Boot, boot Hulu. Sir, it's, it's sir. Not like a, it's not like a, not like an upshot. It's like you know, from you're looking whoa, at whoa, whoa, wait, the wait. tail. Stop spoiling it. So, um, and then there's a close up of his. Let face. us enjoy this. And that yeah. part looked fine. So I'm interested to see though when it actually has to do something. Also, you uh-huh. know, in the comics, it has a nose ring. It does. <sighs> it's, it's also not a raptor. We keep calling it that. It's like well, a. It's a dios. It's a uh, that that dinosaur <laughs> that like the one I said. Oh, I more thought historically that it was um, legit accurate. just uh, the raptors from Jurassic Park, as in I mean, not a real raptor. <laughs> yeah, because oh, their power... Man, you're right. It's a their, dino... Their power isn't time yeah, travel. Yeah. They can just take stuff from Steven Spielberg movies and make it real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, like a dinosaur or like whatever. That's like what the actual dinosaur that fits that body type actually is called. Yeah, not not the Spielberg version. Not the, yeah, yeah. the Velociraptor, which is the size of a turkey. Yeah, you can, you um, can kick it. <laughs> yeah, as uh, was it uh, Dan, um, Telfer. Oh, Dan Telfer, Dan Telfer, his his bit on that is. I really highly good. recommend looking up Dan Telfer's dinosaur rant. He's, um, a, he's a stand-up comedian who asks the audience what your favorite dinosaur is, and every answer is just ripe with him trashing you for your absolute your <laughs> disinformation, like how little you actually know about that dinosaur and how awful that dinosaur really was. It's an incredible bit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, then if you've not gathered from these last few minutes here, we are encouraged by the runaways. I think that's the, the bare minimum we could say, uh, if not interested. So uh, I guess our our little our little uh, trifecta here would, would encourage uh, checking it out on Hulu. Yeah, if you have um, Hulu, I would definitely check it out. If not, you know. If not, like Chris, you can somewhere. come over to my house yeah. anytime. Just shoot me a text. We can come yeah, just we'll anybody. Ben, go ahead and just read your phone number out loud. Anybody wants to go, just got to be in Chicago. Ben will give you what? his address. 
other people could have the same phone number as me, so let me read you my social. That would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, that'll help you find them. <laughs> social, date of birth, mother's maiden name, and your first <laughs> your first pet. Just in uh, well, case I need to do a security question. Well, on that note, uh, as always, you can go ahead and uh, find us, uh, our, our Not Another Origin Story Instagram, Twitter account, Facebook. Come check us out. Rate and subscribe to iTunes, please. It's so helpful to us. Um, and then, Chris, you want any any presents you want to rep? Yeah, I got nothing. You got nothing. So just check out at I got nothing. At I got nothing dot. <laughs> I'm so sadness. I'm so bored. Sadness.com. Thank you for the sadness and pizza. And check out yeah, check out our sadness and pizza shirt that Pogues is undoubtedly going to create. Uh, I, why is it I'm always told <laughs> to create things? I don't. I have like a list somewhere of like all the stupid T-shirts we've come up with. Yeah, I don't remember. I have one note written down here that says, "I don't want to make a joke, but I don't know what the fuck that's in a reference to." <laughs> <laughs> it was on the last episode, I think. That's right. I don't know. Oh, that's right. It was the Spider-Man jokes no more T-shirt. Yeah, definitely, definitely need that go. jokes no more shirt. Yeah, you should write jokes no more instead of "I don't want to make a joke." <laughs> <laughs> he makes the shirt. It's like it just says at the bottom, "I don't want to make a joke," and everyone's like, "Wait." What? What? <laughs> it's it's like the image is appropriate. Yeah. It's the it's the spider no more image. But then just at the bottom, I don't want to make a joke. Uh, I, that I, would be like the what's that bootleg like Facebook thing? And oh, it's yeah. like <laughs> bad bootlegs, just yeah. like Don't worry, all of our t shirts will just be rips offs of famous comic book covers now with terrible jokes. Yeah. Pokes I'm holding you to that. Okay. <laughs> a lot of pressure, guys. I'm sure it'll sell well like our Heaver shirt. <laughs> Your what shirt? We made a t-shirt from an episode from Scott Pilgrim where it's a cartoon me saying heavers, which is a uh, reference to a woman's breast. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, it didn't sell term, well. I term, might offense. A Ben's term wife suggested co- coined we make by it. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to just throw this out. I did not. Was it my own invention? Yeah. All right. Well, as Ben said, look for us on any of the social media platforms. It's, they're all NAOS pod. So like us on Facebook you see when we remember to post the episodes there. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll catch you next week for another mini-episode where we'll tell you what feature-length film will be up next. So is your new outro phrase be cool?